It's 2020, and I'm super excited to bring you guys a brand new series called Stepping Into Standard. Let's talk about that. Refresh. Good Monday morning, guys. It's your boy, The Muffin Man, coming back at you with another episode of Refresh Podcast. I hope your morning is off to such an incredible start, getting the kiddos off to the on the bus for school and, and getting the, the party started on your way to work today. So I am so grateful that you've chosen to spend your morning or your afternoon just listening to Refresh Podcast with me. I am so excited to bring you guys a brand new episode and a brand new series entitled Stepping Into Standard. And um, I cannot wait to see what God chooses to do with the direction of this series. I am beyond ecstatic to bring it to you. And uh, it's just going to be super amazing. So today's episode, um, episode one of this series, is going to be called Authority. And so we're going to talk about authority. So um, that word authority is defined in the Bible as a right or a power. And um, so you think about it like this. A king trains his heir to step into the authority of the kingdom. Whenever a king has a prince, right, a a king has a son, um, he begins to show him the ropes. He begins to show him, like, hey, look, this is the kingdom. Um, This is the expectation um, of the people that you know they look to us for this protection they look to us to provide um but this is your power and your right that has been given to you because i'm passing on the authority to you in genesis chapter 16 verse 9 it says then the angel of the lord said to her return to your mistress and submit yourself to her authority so this is in reference um in chapter 16 to abram and sarai uh, now, this is before they become Abraham and Sarah. So they're still Abram, uh, Abram and Sarai. And um, so at this point, God had promised him in chapter 15 a son. And uh, there's been some time that has passed and, um, you know, they have not seen that promise fulfilled. So Sarah has this amazing idea, um, open quote, close quote. And she says, well, you know, since I cannot conceive a child, um, how about you take my handmaid uh, which is Hagar, and see if she's fertile to have any children um, for us. And so uh, so that is an absolutely terrible idea. And that can only be formulated by acting outside of God's will and um, rushing the promise. How many of you guys been there before where God has this incredible promise for you, and he says, hey, I'm going to do this for you. And you get all excited and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and you don't see that any progression of that promise. So what begins to happen is um, you try to help him out. You try to uh, extend the hand and say, hey, look, God, you don't know what you're doing. So let me help you out here. And um, so that's what's going on here. Sarai's, well, man, I'm not fertile, man. I, I can't conceive this child. Yo, Abram, look, check it out. Go grab my my handmaiden, um, Hagar, and um, go have a baby with her. And um, but the same token, um, it comes to be that that Hagar is indeed fertile, and she conceives a child with Abram. And it says that, um, excuse me, guys. It says that Sarai is actually 
filled with a disgust that she despises the sight of the consum consumption uh, that Hagar has. And so it's like an immediate disgust with her own plan, an immediate disgust with um, the place that she has just instructed uh, her handmaiden to take with her husband. And um, so you can imagine that, that Hagar is, is banished and she's like, get out of my sight. I don't want to see you. I'm disgusted with you. And um, so we see here that it's in that verse that I just read that the angel of the Lord appears to her and says, return to your mistress and submit yourself to her authority. And in verse 10, he goes on to say that, uh, you know, and this is a paraphrase to give you that when we lay down our authority, the Lord multiplies. He talks about in that scripture that if you go and do as I say and, and you lay down your authority and, and you subject yourself to the authority of your mistress, then I will multiply your descendants. I will give you more than what you have. So guys, when we, we see at this point that whenever we lay down our own authority, that the Lord multiplies. And um, that is just so powerful in it. And it really does speak in itself and it speaks for itself that whenever we surrender our own authority, it means that we're cutting off our own power and our own right. And we're subjecting ourselves to the power and the right of God himself. So what does God's authority look like? Well, Jude chapter 1 verse 25 says, To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. So that basically gives us a glimpse of what God's authority truly is. That God's authority is full of glory. You know, that that the right that he has is to be given all of the glory. So in the moments where we're going through something that's tough and God shows up and God does a miracle, all glory is given to him. Whenever we're praising him, all glory is given to him. When something amazing happens to us, all glory is given to him. And the best way that we can practice this is by seeing him in the small things. And I love that so much. You know, for me, it's like whenever the light is green and it's and it's been green long enough for me to pass through, I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, whenever my favorite snack is on the shelf and there's one left and I get it, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, whenever um, something's not working and it works all of a sudden, oh, thank you, Jesus. And like the list just goes on. Like you got to train yourself to see God in such an extraordinary way. His authority is also consistent of majesty. He's his majesty. He has dominion and authority before all time and now and forever. So that covers that before time even began, before time was even a thought and an idea that God had all authority already. And then when time began and during time and now, like present time, so God has the authority in the past, in the present, and in the future. It was before, now, and forever. Man, just reading this, just just speaking this to you fires up my soul. It stirs my soul. It stirs my spirit so much, guys, that there is never a moment where God's authority expires. You know, especially now. 
you know, you, you follow on the social media and you see all of these these media posts about about this this World War Three starting, you know, and and how we're we're declaring war on the Iraqis and and there's this draft and you know everybody's got to enlist and different things like that. But you know, even when the entire world falls apart, when the government is, is robbing people and and people on the street are shooting people and, and and corruption is at an all time high, there is never a moment where God's authority expires. You know, it reminds me of a time whenever my car insurance expired. So um, I have car insurance currently through Go Auto, and um, it came time where it was time to renew. And um, I didn't want to go in person, so I went on a website, and I said, okay, I'm going to do it online. So I went online, and I renewed um, the payment. And uh, when I went to pay for it, which is normally with my credit card, my credit card would not go through. And I was like, man, I really need to get this done now. So I accepted an option that I normally never, ever do, and that was um, taking the money out of my bank account. And um, so that's not instant. So, you know, if you know anything about paying your bills online, whenever you use your card, that's an instant withdrawal to pay the bill. But whenever you use money from your bank account, that takes a few business days to process. And so I had paid that and then um, they returned the money because it was insufficient funds. And um, there was really no decent way of, of notifying me that, hey, you, you know, we returned your, your renew payment. If you don't pay this back, you know, it's going to be spoiled. And uh, I did not know this until I went in at the end of the month to pay my, my note. And whenever I went in, uh, it said status of your policy is spoiled. And I was like, what? So it would not let me pay it. I had to go in person and they told me that my, my policy had spoiled. I had to purchase a new one and it It'd be a little more costly than my last one was previously. Praise God, by um, by a miracle, I did not have to pay any penalties because I caught it in time, which is great. But, um, you know, and that's the thing, guys, is like under our own covering, we expire. You know, if we are devoting a time to God, it's an insufficient fund. Like we're giving God something that we don't even have to give, you know. And, and how many times have you been there? I know there's been times where, you know, I'd struggle or I'd fall short or I'm actively sinning. And then I put this mask on, I'd go and I'd serve in ministry and, and, and I try to give it all I have. You know, I was giving God an insufficient fund. I wasn't operating in that authority. I was operating in an authority of my own. And, um, you know, guys, it's at that moment whenever we, we're operating under our own covering that, you know, we, we expire, we have that potential to spoil, but whenever we are operating in the authority of God, he reigns forever. Just like it said in Jude, that his authority was before, during, and after time. And it just continues to go on. He's undefeated. He's matchless. And none ever come close to suppressing him. So what does his authority have to do with me? Romans 8.15 says, For you have not received the spirit of slavery, leading to fear again. But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. So, you know, looking at this and just kind of recapping what's going on here, it says, you have not received the spirit of slavery leading to fear again. So before we were adopted, we were prisoners. We were slaves to sin and we were slaves to 
fear. And, and, you know, we know this because the Bible tells us that God does not give us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. So if we're afraid of something, if we're full of fear, it is not a gift from our, our gracious Savior. It's not a gift from our miraculous King. It is a gift from the royal court jester and the, the Satan himself. You know, and we need to have a gift receipt ready and give him his fear back. That's no place in our life. We have no place for that in our life. We have no time to become slaves again, to put on our shackles and our chains and bind ourselves up to the sins of our past. I was struggling there for a moment. Uh, we have to remember that it is through the spirit of adoption, not the spirit of slavery, that we become sons and daughters of the kingdom, that we cry out, Abba, Father. So it's in this moment that Jesus steps up and he chooses us. He has selected us. And when we come home, all of heaven releases a praise. All of heaven releases that Shabbat, you know, that there, there's that celebration that takes place. And, you know, our gracious father, he slays the fattened calf. He wraps up his arms and he wraps us up in his arms and he celebrates us because we have earned the right as an heir to the kingdom. And the preparation begins. Our Father teaches us to walk in His authority. And saying this just brings my mind to think about Lion King and how Mufasa is mentoring Simba in the beginning. And he's saying, this is what a king looks like. This is what a king does. And he begins to show him all of the authority that will become his when he surpasses his dad and becomes king. And he says, all of these pride lands are yours. Everything that the sun touches is yours. Everything. Guys, yes, you know, um, and, and what I love about that, I want to touch too, is uh, Mufasa is a name that the entire kingdom knows. And the entire kingdom is in subjection to that name that they feel safe, they feel protected because they're all subjected to that authority. I want you to know that whenever we have subject ourselves to the authority of God, that we have that same mentality, that we feel safe, that we feel protected, that we are subjected to the name that is known by everybody in the kingdom. And I find it interesting, even being you know in a secular job field, that there's so many people that would be quick to say they don't believe in Jesus, but yet they cannot keep his name out of their mouth whenever they're playing games or whenever you know they, they're they're frustrated and, and they misuse his name. Um, you know. They're quick to say they don't believe in him, but they're not, you know, his name is no stranger to their mouth. That's for sure. Followed by a few adjectives that are just absolutely vulgar. Um, yes, our king went on to heaven ahead of us, but he left us some help to coach us in the right direction. John 14, 26 says, but the helper, Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Stepping into the standard starts with walking in the authority, knowing the power and right that has been entrusted to you through your adoption. Guys, that, that this is the power that Holy Spirit is stepping up to the plate to help us mentor in the right direction with. That we can have the power that Jesus talked about when he was here on earth. That we can have the right that Jesus mentioned his entire ministry here on earth. That we can be reminded of all of his words as the scripture in John said that Holy Spirit will come to do, to come to teach and come to remind. Guys, we have been selected. It's time to go. 
It's time to walk in that authority. It's time to be active in the authority. It's time to take up the mantle of authority and wear it and use it and be clothed by it. God, I thank you so much for your authority. God, I thank you so much for the power and the right that you have entrusted to us. God, that whenever we lay down our authority and our own agendas, and God, we step into your authority, God. Father, it's in that moment that we come to a place to where we are representing the name that is known by everyone, the name that that is greatly respected and, and highly feared. Lord, that there is no name above your name, for your name is above all names, God. Father, there's no one that can come any close to you. And I thank you for that. God, I thank you that we're stepping into a standard. God, it is a process that we are moving towards holiness, God. And that starts, Father, with the authority and recognizing the authority that you have set aside for us as heirs of the kingdom. Father, we give you the highest praise. God, I pray that this word would take root of our hearts and be so deeply embedded that we can use it and apply it to our life to become better stewards of your kingdom and representatives of your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Refresh Podcast. <laughs> Excuse me, I was stumbling a wee bit there. Let me try that again. This has been another episode of Refresh Podcast where Christ goes before us so we can bring you another refreshing word. This has been your boy, The Muffin Man. Thank you guys so much for joining me here today. Super excited about this series. Cannot wait to bring you the next episode. It's going to be super legit, so you do not want to miss it. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. I love you so, so much. Jesus loves you so, so much. And take it easy. Don't be cheesy.